0: Clearly, today is not a great day. Um, it's fairly devastating when you join a business and then you have to go through the process we've just gone through over the last five months. I would never wish it on my worst enemies. And I think it's, it's really disappointing when a few people take so much from so many. And this is why there's zero tolerance on corruption stance by the board is so important and I think so important for the country. We've had a mammoth task, uh, lots of people working on lots of things um, and I think before we get into the detail I need to thank quite a few people. The team at the office who've worked tirelessly weekends, hours, uh, evenings to actually get this done as quickly as possible. To ENS under, under Stephen Powell, who were working along with us um, before the Microsoft issue hit in, in February. And I asked him and his team of Vicky and Roy to drop everything. We need this thing done. And they really have put in an amazing effort. So thank you to Stephen and ENS. The board, who've also been amazing. Great support. Um, Doing meetings way beyond what is normal for a board just to have a look at the findings, talk about them, what are the issues at short notice and I really need to thank them for all the support. Our very own Safas and team with Extend and the Exposed app that they got up that uh, they did with joy. It's been an amazing um, a piece of technology that's really helped us a lot and I think is going to be a real um, asset to us going forward. And most importantly for me, the whistleblowers and staff who've really made a huge effort to come forward. I know sometimes it's nerve-wracking. You don't know where where the information is going to go, but they've given me and ENS lots of information to actually deal with this, this issue. Thank you. It's really important for all of us. You know, when... I got asked to join um, EOH, and I said this last year at the results. Um, my understanding of EOH was a great, innovative company, lots of hard working people doing great things in the heart of South Africa. And when I did my due diligence, I went and asked my customers and clients from my banking days, what did they think about EOH? And they told me it's a great, innovative company, lots of hardworking people doing great things in the heart of South Africa. When I got here, I found a great, innovative company, lots, 11,000 hardworking people doing great things in the heart of South Africa and other countries, to my surprise. That was the good, and it's still the good. And this is the reason why we have to go through these processes, because we need to keep the good. The great was finding companies like CCS, IP companies, hidden under everything, that hadn't been given air to breathe because we had put everything together, and we had a one-speed company, and you end up almost with the lowest common denominator. It was one of the reasons why they brought a banker in, to try and Separate this out and and, and create value. But we found more of those, which is even more exciting. And you would have seen last week, we sold 70% of CCS for an 8.5 times EBITDA multiple, which is amazing. And that was the, the excitement. And it also allowed us to partner with a global company, a global uh, construction and uh, um, a building software company listed in, in Germany. I think that's a huge accolade to all of us. The bad was quite obvious quite quickly. We had a very bloated head office trying to control 270 legal entities and not adding a lot of value, probably creating more issues for the entrepreneurs and people wanting to... to um, Move, move forward. Very old-fashioned, very hierarchical, and really, we needed to get back to our entrepreneurial roots. And so, we went to the board and we came up with the strategy of an investment holding company, um, which would allow all the different businesses to actually grow at their speed. So, a multi-speed business. But more importantly, that we would had, had, um, move head office into head office as a, serv- as a service, more profit centre. Arm's length, if you want to take it, if you don't, don't, but then you need to look after yourself, and this is what we've started doing, actually moving some of the things out. I think um, change logic is just a great uh, example of where we've actually now outsourced our property management to one of our group companies. There's a contract, it's arm's length, and what was really pleasing to see last week was that uh, the budgets from last year to this year, there's already more than a 40 million rand saving from the work they've done so Anton and team thank you very much and we're going to continue with that that's not going to change I suppose the ugly is why we're here today and that was really finding uh, that um, we had some problems There's there's some silver lining in it in that we found very quickly probably within the first month that it's a small group of people actually about eight perpetrating wrongdoing out of one company, EOH Matomba, 93% of this 1.2 billion of payments, uh, suspicious payments come from there. Um, And uh, those eight people paying 84% of those payments to about 20 suppliers, some of them with the same directors. How we filtered these payments was having a look at things that, that look funny, single director companies, companies that when we interviewed staff hadn't seen them on any of the projects, uh, round numbers for payments when you're meant to be doing time and material. And obviously, you know, some of the whistleblowing pointed us to some of the contractors because you were, you were worried about them, and thank you for that. So once we'd filtered through that with keyword searches and all that, we ended up with this $1.2 billion. And the reason why I feel confident going out with this report is that if you think about it, over, it was largely between 2014 and 2017. So over four years, 300 million rand a year in a 18 billion turnover company. Very localized, obviously big numbers for sure, but very localized in the whole business. One legal entity largely out of the 270 legal entities that we actually deal with and more importantly in post 2017 with the new controls coming in and that we saw a steep decline and this is quite important because obviously a lot of those contracts have have, have um, run out now we've done an enormous amount of work since then um, it started sometime in um, uh, 2018, and um, we obviously picked it up quite heavily last year when I arrived, uh, bringing some of the bank governance in. Uh, We went through this exact issue in 2009 and 2010 in the banks. The banks were a little bit slower to react and uh, got hit quite hard, and eventually with all the fines, you know, got their, their house in order. But it was painful, but it's done, and this is actually a lot of it's, you know, normalised now. So, if you think about what we've done, we've got largely a new board, um, and thank you to those board members and chair who knew what they were getting into, and they still were up for the challenge. So, thank you um, to them. We've uh, split the finance and the compliance, legal, and um, uh, risk functions and the corporate finance functions to make sure that you can't be poach a gamekeeper, you can't approve the payment and do the payment. And obviously we've got a, a new finance director in, in Megan and a new chief commercial officer in Fatima, both of whom I don't think have slept for five months, but thank you, ladies, and the teams behind them. Um, we've got a new public sector head in Lafuna who's really been helping me understand what those issues are and how we deal with them, tirelessly going to the public sector uh, companies and uh, uh, telling them how we're changing you know, what we're doing. We put a lot of policies in place. You would have seen, I've spoken to all of you at your leadership conferences about them. These are important things. The gifting policies, the donations policies, the entertainment policies, the travel policies, the contractual relationship policies. These are what protect us if we do them right. They also protect you when you're negotiating with your customers because you can tell them this is what the company allows. I cannot go outside it. And if you can't go outside it, you don't contract. It's as simple as that. We've got our bid processes in place, and I know those aren't to streamlined, as all of you would like, and we're you know, obviously trying to continually improve them, and we will with all your, your input. But once again, very important, especially the KYC around suppliers and enterprise development. Surprise. The whistleblowing app, I think, is very important. We didn't have much of a whistleblowing hotline at all before... Um, That came out, so thanks to Joy and Safas for working tirelessly to actually come up with something that's very simple, very easy to use, and is being used at the moment. And then lastly, we've got PwC helping us uh, put in an internal audit function. So we've now actually, if you have a look at it, we've got our front line, first line as they call it, we've got a second line of defense in the risk and compliance and legal team, and we will have a third line of defense in the internal audit and even a fourth line of defense with the external audit. Very much best of breed, very much what is expected of us as a listed company. In finding a lot of this wrongdoing, which sits between some bribery and and corruption issues, some people just stealing from us, putting in invoices and taking money out the company where they're directors of the companies. Um, Also, um, in some cases, uh, overpaying uh, enterprise development suppliers for very little work done. In that $1.2 there are also possibly some very legitimate payments. We have to split it out into that, and this is what the next phase of the ENS work is. We're working with the forensic orders auditors to now um, um, actually compartmentalize it so we can actually have a look at what do we need to do about it from a um, financial point of view. We have already issued a blanket or or two Section 34 reports in terms of PRECA, uh, one blanket one for everything uh, and um, one specific one. We've also done our Section 25 report to the FRC. We will continue to uh, cooperate with authorities as, as required. Uh, that's an instruction we've given to ENS. Um, we will also make sure that uh, if anything new comes up, we uh, treat it with the appropriate uh, action. We will be pressing criminal um at charges, um, once we've been through everything, we will also be having a look at civil claims where people have taken money from us to get it back as far as possible. The board will definitely continue with their zero tolerance to bribery and corruption. It's been an absolute. It's now on the agenda for every board meeting, and we will continue with that. I think lastly, I'd just like to deal with uh, the announcement that went out last night uh, for Zunaid, Rob, and and um, They've obviously been with the company for a long time. They got involved in building it from, Zunaid tells me, when he first got here, you he were doing about a billion of turnover. You now do about 18 billion. Rob has obviously been instrumental in getting us to the leading ICT company. But really, I think they've shown amazing leadership by allowing the company now to move forward post this this, um, report, post this investigation, um, by giving new management and the board space to move forward. And I think this is an example of good leadership that was shown by Minister Nerny when he wasn't implicated in anything and he stepped down from... Uh, as finance minister just because he had been there when some things had happened and I think we should applaud them for that